0: I have said all along that there are great agents inside the FBI. And I still hold to there are great agents inside the FBI. The problem with the FBI, the problem with the Department of Justice, the problem with the swamp in D.C. are the Politico heads over those agencies. The Merrick Garland's and the Christopher Ray's and the people like that, the John Brennan's and so on. They tend to be Greater than 99% of the time, they tend to be far-left Democrat activists. They're not actually FBI guys. They're not. What they are, political people that a lot of times either are bundlers for people like Joe Biden, you know, put a a bunch of money together for them and end up getting a lot of donations, and so they get their payback by being appointed to those positions. Or they're just out-and-out political hacks, like this guy that that walked, slow walked the Hunter Biden uh, laptop while he was in the intel community and and signed on as one of those 51 from the intel community who said, no, that's Russian lies. There is no laptop. It's a Russian lie. And now he's awarded with an intel job inside of the White House. (laughs) That's how it works. You kiss their fanny with a lot of money. You grease them with a lot of money. And they're going to put you in positions of power. Now, that's who we have running the swamp. These are the people. They are the politicos. They're the ones who are well-connected with Democrat politics 99.9% of the time. And so, um, But the, the agents who are doing the work are great. They're wonderful human beings. They're out there every day protecting all of us to make sure that the bad guys don't get to us. And so what's happening right now at the Department of Justice, they are in full-on damage control mode as of last night, late last night. They are now telling agents to shut up. (laughs) You see, the way it's always worked is that the people, the Merrick Garland's of the world and the Jim Comey's of the world and people like that, you know, They're the ones who are allowed to leak information. Remember James Comey leaking to a college professor who would then take the information to the New York Times to get Bob Mueller appointed. So that's how they work, right? They get to do the leaking. The information they want out in the media is all that's allowed to go out. Meanwhile, the men and women inside the agency are busting their butts every day and watching what's happening inside of their agency. They can't say a word. So what's happened is they've had about 20 of these folks come forward. About 20. They're called whistleblowers. They are protected by federal law. You cannot unveil a the identity of a whistleblower, and you cannot change their employment status. However... If you are the attorney general and head of the Department of Justice, you certainly can say, shut your mouth and quit talking to people, or as hmm, I wonder what might happen to you in your career. Ah, I wonder if you're going to lose your career, maybe your life. I wonder. Hmm, um, ah. You see, what happens is once one tells the secret of what's going on, then everybody else has to start telling the secret. When you're talking about a spook agency, then everybody else has to start telling the secret because you never really know what he said to him, what she said to them, and how it's all going on. You never really know how much exposure you have because you have no idea what these whistleblowers are telling these members of Congress, and that's what's been going on. Is Now we're up to about 20 whistleblowers who have come forward out of the agency and out of the department of justice who are talking to Republican senators and the others on the inside are starting to say, Hey, Hey, wait a minute. What did he say? What did she say? What did they say? And you never really know how much you and what you have been doing has exposed you. Bottom line is Merrick Garland. Thank God he's not on the Supreme court. Merrick Garland has lost control the department of justice and he's trying to regain control they thought see what they thought was they were going to be able to walk timothy tebow out of the department of justice out of the fbi on friday and that was going to be good hey he was the one he was the guy and of course his attorneys issued a statement last night no he was not the guy he's not a guy he's not a bad guy he didn't do anything wrong But, of course, the agency figured, well, if we just run one out there on the camera, perp walk one out there on the cameras, you know, kick him out of the building, then uh, that'll be enough. That'll be fine. And, of course, it's not. So, now, Merrick Garland has lost control over the Department of Justice and the FBI, and he has issued a memo to the Justice Department prohibiting communication with members of Congress. Well, sir, you can't do that. Sorry, you can't do that. You're not God. Quit acting like it. Uh these guys are clearly able under the whistle- remember remember Adam Pencilneck shift don't you don't you dare expose the name of the whistleblower when they were impeaching Donald Trump you remember the telephone call impeaching Donald Trump and all that we had the whistleblower we all knew it was Alex Veneman we all knew it was that little ter- ter- uh, uh, b- creep we all knew it was that little creep and and there were a few republicans who almost said Alex Veneman right but every time they started to say his name, Adam Schiff said, Don't you dare say that name. Don't say the name. So here is Merrick Garland and his memo out to the department yesterday. No department employee may communicate with senators, representatives, congressional committees, or congressional staff without advanced coordination, consultation, and approval by OLA. Sorry, dude. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. You little pencil neck. That's him. We, <laughs> When you, <laughs> when, when you are a whistleblower, you have full, complete coverage. But you see what's going on, is that the, Merrick says I'm the only one who can leak. <laughs> I have to control the flow of information on this story and, and the myriad of other stories that are going on. And, and if I ever lose control of, of the leaking and the narrative, boy, we're in trouble. The, the whole thing goes down in a smoking heap. All the corruption gets exposed. Gardner went on to say these policies are designed to protect the DOJ's criminal civil law enforcement decisions and its legal adjustments from, get this, partisan or other Inappropriate influences. Okay, so we're talking about a department. We're talking about an entire apparatus inside of D.C. known as the Swamp that has always, always been partisan. And in the last six years, they have been hyper-partisan against one individual on planet Earth. One. One. Jimmy sent me a video yesterday of Russell Brand. He did a great job exposing, and it's something I've talked about all the time, Where these guys, they play for the same team. One wears a blue jersey, the other wears a red jersey. But they play for the same team. They move in the same direction. They go in the same way. We're talking about Bushes and Clintons and Obamas and people like that. But they're doing the same thing. But six years ago, this guy comes down the escalator, and he's not one of them. He's not. He doesn't fit into their clique and their club. So they're doing all they can to destroy him, and they have to control the narrative. They have to control the information. They have to control what you see and what you hear. They have to control that. Now, in the past, we've had these guys who expose what's going on. Suddenly, their car doesn't have brakes, and they crash and die. We've had that happen. Wow. wow, wow. Just a coincidence. His brakes didn't work. We have them shoot themselves in the back of the head at fart Marcy Park and other places. It just happens. You shoot yourself in the back of the head in a a park. Your plane crashes. We've had that kind of stuff happen before. But now we just have a memo that says, hey, listen, the deal is you need to quit talking to uh, Congress. So the whistleblowers are being threatened now. That's a threat. That's exactly what that is. Don't talk to members of Congress. That is a threat, a threat of your career, possibly your life. I don't know. But at least your career, at least your career. Do not talk to members of Congress. Well, guess what? It's too late for that, Merrick. You've already lost control because I go back to my number one principle that I just laid out, and that is once one speaks and then another and then another, Everybody has to start piling on because they've got to cover themselves. They have no idea what John told Harry, what Harry told Mary, what Mary told Stan, and on and on it goes. So they've got to come clean and start talking to protect themselves. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hello. Oh. Did your alarm just go off and that's the first thing you heard? Oh! Ow! Ow! <laughs> 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. If you want to comment on any of the stories as we go through them this morning, feel free. It's a toll-free call. Remember those days when we used to say that? We had to say, it's a toll-free call. Call 800. Wow. Not anymore. 210 uh, 599 Coming up in about an hour from now, Elaine has uh, been in touch with Mario Bravo's office, and he's over District 1 City Councilman. And uh, we had a lot of calls, a lot of discussion yesterday. I've received a lot of messages about that whole mess down there around the Migrant Resource Center. So we're going to fire some questions at him. And if you got some questions, uh, feel free at that time. That's about an hour from right now. Thanks to Elaine for her outstanding work in getting him on. Thank you, baby. Always awesome. Best in the world right over there. Um, I cannot believe this. <laughs> You know what happens to me after sitting here for so long and doing this in this, not necessarily just in this room, but in this building for so long. And then before that, in that building over there before it burned down, um, the, these monumental moments come up, and you go, Was it really 25 years ago? Because I was sitting here. I was doing this when the news broke. Princess dies death 25 years ago today. 25 years ago. Can you believe it's been that long? Doesn't seem like it at all. That happens to me all the time now, yeah. where I go, I cannot believe that was thirty years ago. I was sitting here doing this thirty years ago, right. and all the big events. This is—I'm not going to make this about me, but it's just I, people go through this, so this is relatable to a lot of people. I, you know, nine eleven. So many big things have happened with me sitting here at that moment when the news broke that those—they're—they're yeah—they're irretrievably um connected to me sitting here you know it, it, as far as i'm concerned i yeah. i you know you always get that where were you right i was right here <laughs> i <laughs> was know? i
1: was on air too
0: in college station when the planes hit where are you really were talking you talking were you at t-u-m is that where you were k-o-r-a oh yeah good, good but radio, sir. in the middle of talking watching the plane second plane hit dad and i were here doing the morning show just like this man when the planes came flying in the building but and die the same thing. Uh, I was sitting here doing this. Brett uh, Bowler was my uh, newsman sidekick, and the next thing we know, beep 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 beep, here comes the you know yeah. alert, and Princess Die had died in uh, in Paris, France, after being chased by some paparazzi, August thirty first, nineteen ninety seven. So the time just goes like that, doesn't it? it? Really does. It Flies.
1: I, I think I think it was must have been a Sunday because I was off that day. Or uh, Sunday was my only day it off. Could have been. And, yeah, and uh, I turned. I, Got up, turned on the TV, and it was on. And I didn't, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, that can't be real. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it didn't feel real to me. Yeah. Right. It, do- it just, never was does, does, does it? a vibrant person. You just didn't, never thought that something like that could happen to Well,
0: there's an interesting book that's out called Protecting Diana, a Bodyguard Story uh, from a guy by the name of, 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 uh, Lee Sansom. He was a bodyguard that was hired by Dodi Fayyad's dad. <laughs> And uh, after, get this, and this is a weird connection, but after, remember when Versace was killed in Miami? Right. Shot on his front porch? Uh, They kind of thought that that was a hit, professional hit. Turned out not to be. It was a gay drug guy that was losing his mind or whatever. But um, they thought it was a professional hit on Versace for some of his political opinions and views that he had put out there. So she and Dodie were on his yacht, And she was in one of the rooms in the stern of the yacht, and it's gigantic. This is told by this this bodyguard with these gigantic windows, and she's looking out at the ocean. And she's crying when he walked in the room. It was just her and him, the bodyguard and her. And she turned around and said, do you think they're going to kill me too? Hmm. Now, he, like, said, no, we've got you covered. We've got your back. Everything's going to be just fine. We're watching over you. So, but he never again brought it up. Like who was they? Who are you referring to when you say are they going to? Do you think they are going to kill me? Yeah. But he said he doesn't believe any of the conspiracy stuff. You know, the royal family and all this. He doesn't believe any of that. He said this really was what happened to her. Was paparazzi? He said the paparazzi at that time could do anything they wanted to do and get away with it. And they just ran absolutely all over the place. They ran nuts. He said. In fact, that boat time when they were in that boat they were on jet skis they were flying helicopters overhead all they want was a was a picture and he said he got to the point where they started to sell these opportunities for them to get a picture all right one of you can get a picture and share it with everybody else but it's going to cost you this amount of money and then the rest of you got to go away everybody get lost uh and it wor- he said it worked for a little while but then it just they all came back and he was not actually surprised by what happened in paris because he had said we need more people he was supposed to be on that detail and he got the word a couple of days ahead of time no we don't need you on this detail we got so and so and blah 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 and in fact one of the guys was seriously injured in the crash itself you know so um it it just it blows my mind that it was 25 years ago today and uh, you remember all the Elton John stuff, changing "Candle in the Wind" to, to her song, yeah. and all the you know the big. She was beloved. Yeah, worldwide, absolutely.
1: So. You know, it was one of those things for me. I always felt sad for her. You know, it was like this. Could, this could have been you know a dream come true for so many people, but it quickly became a nightmare for her, and you could tell right away. This wasn't what she had signed. up. I remember was she twenty twenty one. Yeah, she was just a kid.
0: I was in high school when she yeah. got married, and we just remember watching it in the, classroom. the yeah. classroom. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I I just I'm blown away by twenty five years. Yeah, it goes by quick. And she and Dodie, according to this guy again in this book, they had talked about moving to California and trying to escape, you know, the whole European paparazzi scene, and go to a place where paparazzi are a little more. Cooth. <laughs> you know, can, they control themselves a little bit better out in California because they're so used to it. You know, they've got their own spree decor out there, apparently. All right, a quick break. When we come back, we want to talk about Joe Biden's live field crime speech from yesterday. No joke, no lie, no really. This is no hyperbole. Back in just a minute, Trey Ware, at KTSa. There's That's rock and roll voice ever in the history of the planet. The best rock and roll voice ever. Steve Perry and Journey. Wow. Man, that's a memory or two right there. Roosevelt High School. 537 KTSA. Okay, high around 90 today. Chance of showers in the forecast, but not a biggie. Uh, Later this weekend, the chance goes up. So we'll watch and see what goes on. Uh, Driving in this morning, I, I heard my favorite leftist on the radio, Richard Cantu for ABC News reporting that the DOJ filed a, quote, blistering report on Trump interference. Okay, if you're a nonpartisan news person, you don't put words like blistering in your newscast, okay? That means you're, you're very partisan. And then he went on, very next story. Meanwhile, Joe Biden rolled out new policies to fight violent crime in America. So you get that? A blistering report. Trump has been interfering with the Department of Justice while Joe Biden is trying to save us all from violent crime. And the local news, they did the same yesterday. Uh, they showed Joe Biden's, in, uh, you know, given the speech in Pennsylvania yesterday and, you know, bullet points. Here's a bullet point of what he's going to do and a bullet point of what are they going to do. Blah, blah, blah. So I watched the speech yesterday, threw up in my mouth a lot. <clears throat> so, bottom line, you don't get to blame the other team for how bad your team sucks. Okay? So the Dallas Cowboys have sucked for a long time. The last time they had greatness, it was Troy Aikman and Emmitt Smith and Michael Irvin and Jay Novacek and that whole crowd. They haven't had greatness since then. They have nobody to blame but themselves. You control your own destiny. So the Cowboys, it would be ludicrous – For the Cowboys to stand up, well, it's Tampa Bay's fault. Say what? Yeah, say Tampa Bay. They're the one who are making us suck so bad. Now, how does that tie into what Biden did yesterday? The Democrats are in complete control of our government. Yet Joe Biden spent that hour yesterday blaming you and Republicans and conservatives for how bad things are. Let me just point this out. If someone prefaces something they are about to say with no lie, hey, I'll be honest, hey, no kidding, whatever follows is untrue. (laughs) That's just how that works. He had a live filled crime speech yesterday as the Democrats are trying to control the narrative, saying they are tough on crime when they directly cause the amount of crime in the streets of America today. But you see... Joe Biden has to make speeches like that because he fears that a loss in November, they're going to pull out all stops, because he fears personally for himself. Remember, he doesn't care about anybody. He cares about himself. What I tell you about that, he is absolutely 100% in this for himself, okay? And so what he is so concerned about is a loss in November means investigations of his family's crime business operations, you know, influence peddling and so on and so forth, and how much money they have scattered all over the world in various bank accounts and so on and so forth. He's really worried about that, so he's going to do all he can, lie, steal, do do whatever he's got to do to get these guys reelected in November. So what he said yesterday Right-wing Americans who support the Second Amendment are shooting law enforcement. Quote, for those brave white-wing right-wing Americans who say it's all about keeping America independent and safe, if you want to fight against the country, you need an F-15. You need something little more than a gun. No, I'm not joking. You need an F-15. Now, what he's animating there is, you know what? You think that you can protect yourself against this all-powerful government, but you can't. Your AR is no match for our F-15s. We'll blow you up. We'll kill you with an AR, with a with an F-15. But beyond that, beyond that threat, which is exactly what that was. That was a threat. And he's made that threat before. But beyond that threat, he is also framing brave right-wing Americans, his words, not mine, brave right-wing Americans, as criminals. You remember I told you last week that he was framing them as fascists? Brave right-wing Americans are fascists. He called you a fascist. He called you a semi-fascist, but there's no such thing. So he said you're a fascist, connecting you, if you're a right-wing American, connecting right-wing Americans who support Donald Trump with the Nazis, because those were the most famous fascists ever to live. So, if you support Donald Trump, you're a Nazi. You would have if had you been alive and politically active, you would have you'd have supported Adolf Hitler. That's how that's that's how he's intimating about people who support Donald Trump. And now you, you're killers who are shooting law enforcement. Quote: Who are they shooting at? They're shooting at these guys behind me. And he turned around and pointed at law enforcement behind him. So conservatives who support Donald Trump, who are brave right wing Americans, are shooting at law enforcement. Hey, have you ever shot a cop? I know I never have, and I would consider myself. Well, I hope I'm brave at times. I try to be brave every morning when I sit here. I'd consider myself a patriot to this country, not to a political party. I will not sign on to a political party, but I'm I'm signed on to this country and the ideals that founded this country. But I've never shot at a cop ever, ever. He said, I'm not against the Second Amendment. I have two shotguns at home. Well, boy, aren't you something. (laughs) Woo. You know, we live in a country awash in weapons of war. Yeah, they're owned by our government. That's who owns the weapons of war. And then he started shouting. He started screaming about AR-15s. What the hell's the matter with us? No, I'm not joking. Think about it. What are we doing? What the hell? He started screaming. He then falsely claimed that Americans could not go out and purchase a cannon. That's not true. The government sold cannons to people in the times that he's referring to, the Revolutionary Times. He repeated his assertion that guns like AR-15s are not needed for activities like hunting. He said, how many deer or bears are wearing Kevlar vests, huh? Not a joke. Not a joke. That's what he said. Those are quotes. Those aren't words that I'm putting in his mouth. Those are actual quotes from yesterday. I watched the whole thing. Like I said, I threw up several times in my own mouth. He claimed also that there's a mass shooting every single day in America, his words. "So a mass shooting every single day in this country. Every single day. Do you realize that that would be a minimum of 365? Nope. That's also not true. He also claimed that a bullet, this is a quote, out of an AR 15 travels five times as rapidly as a bullet shot out of any other gun. Also, not true. June 30th of this year, Field and Stream did an in depth look at the five fastest rifle cartridges two AR 15 rounds, 223, and 556. Five, Didn't even make the cut. Didn't even make the cut. I can go through the ones that did the 220 Swift, the 257 Weatherby Magnum, the 3078 uh, Weatherby, and others. The 224 Clark, much faster and much more damaging than what you shoot out of an AR-15. But the fact, see, the facts don't matter because hey, hey, this is the truth. And then he went on to say, and this is where his uh, racist tend- tendencies come out. We all know he's racist. His racist tendencies. Quote, there's a place where I was the only white guy that worked as a lifeguard down in that area on the east side. As you know, you can always tell where the best basketball in the state is or the best basketball in the city is. (sighs) Where all the black guys are, of course, Mr. President. That's what he's saying. My God. He then went on to tell a story about he, how he single-handedly helped an elderly lady take down a Wilmington gang and lower the crime rate. No joke, he said. In between, threatening half the country with fighter jets, rambling about inner-city basketball and only black people play basketball, and that's where the best basketball teams are, he told this story about how he went and saw an elderly woman on the east side of Wilmington whose name she passed away, so I won't tell you her name. That's what he said. She's passed away, so I won't tell you her name. He said he stood in a rotunda, and he said that she said to him, Joey, so whenever he starts like that, he's about to tell a lie, The grandiose story about himself. Joey, I know, I know what's going on. They plan it all downstairs. I can hear him, and I'm afraid to tell anybody. I'm afraid to tell anybody. It's the gangs, Joey. And so I got a phone number. I got a phone number for the local cops. She called, and they promised not to identify her because I knew there'd be retribution, and the crime rate began to drop for real. Not a joke. Not a joke. Their preliminary search shows no record of him ever saying this or this ever happening before. He's sundowning. Anytime he claims that somebody called him Joey, here comes an exaggerated story. You remember when he rode the Amtrak for the millionth time. Do you remember when he went and saved Nelson Mandela? Do you remember when he was arrested in the civil rights marches, etc. all the stories that have turned out to not be true? Do you remember the corn pop story and the kids rubbing his hair and the corn pop story, all that kind of stuff, driving a truck, truck driver, all those things. The man is a plagiarist. He's a liar. He's deluded. And now he's threatening members of our community with F-15s. It's no wonder that Barack Obama said, shoot me now, <laughs> when Joe Biden was handed the microphone to speak. And there's a new book out called The Long Alliance, The Imperfect Union of Joe Biden and Barack Obama, and it talks about how... Obama used to talk to his aides behind the scenes and just say, oh, my God, don't let him talk. Don't let this guy talk. Just shoot me now. Get this over with, you know, that kind of stuff. Because they knew that when Joe got up, he was going to tell a big, fanciful lie. And they were really mad that Joe stole his thunder on the gay thing. You remember when Joe beat him to the podium and said, oh, I approve of gay marriage now. And they were really mad because Obama was going to do that first. And, of course, the whole o- o- Obama thing about um, Joe messing things up but messing isn't the word but anyway this this book reveals the behind the scenes of how much obama really hated uh joe and how joe used to lie all the time well joe is still lying hi go right ahead you're on ktsa
2: hey how you doing good uh, the thing is, is is just it's sad how the democratic party you know they're so they follow the, the narrative so bad like i mean not even a year ago or a couple years ago all you can hear from a democrat was defund the police defund the
0: police that's right
2: we hate the cops and that started all this attacks on police officers all these democrats started it and got everybody to be violent against
0: the cops well Jaime, and i gotta let you go but that's exactly right we had kamala harris bailing out blm members who were burning down the city demanding that the police be defunded and kamala harris was paying for those guys to get back on the streets and burn more stuff down and rob and pillage and kill people and she was bailing them out so yeah it was a complete democrat operative move that whole blm thing was was a democrat operative move on the streets and it was all about defunding the police local mayor said he wanted to fund the police too he's a democrat right now is the time of the year where security threats are picking up Cybersecurity is a huge issue and your friends over at bridgehead it are for you Now, hackers know you're extra busy, and you might click on an email or something unknowingly, right? And Bridgehead IT, they're the cybersecurity experts. They have people there 24-7 who are doing nothing but monitoring cybersecurity threats and keeping you and your business safe. They can protect your company from HR issues, too. You know why? They can put these cameras inside of your office now to monitor what's going on inside the building. If you're dealing with HR problems inside the building or, you know, workman's comp type stuff or whatever, you can monitor what's happening inside of your building, and Bridgehead IT can hook up these great, highly advanced cameras and security systems inside of your business you don't have to call multiple companies this is the only company you need whether it's a cyber threat or a threat from inside your company bridgehead is for you bridgehead it 210-477-7999
3: guests of the 550 ktsa morning news with trey Ware appear courtesy of the stevens roofing newsmaker hotline
0: hey you people back there y'all quit sending news quit sending your naked pictures i don't want to see your nakedness quit doing that right now and if you don't, I'm going to turn this plane around, I'm going to go back to the gate, and you ain't going to Cabo. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? You look a little constipated in there. Did that Was that ear constipation? Sorry, Lee, we'll get to you next hour, okay? All right, so what's the problem over there? What's, what's are matter? you
1: talking about airplanes yeah. and
0: yeah. turning so, the plane around? Yeah, what happened was they were on a Southwest flight, well, getting ready to fly. And as they were taxiing over to the runway, because you have to do that in order to fly, the pilot keeps getting these airdrop nudes from people on the plane. Apparently, uh, your iPhone, you can send nudes and airdrop without using Wi-Fi and all that. I have no idea how any of this works. So, uh, yeah, people in the back keep sending nudes. They're on their way to Cabo to have a good time, vacation. Well, you know, why
1: wait till you land?
0: Uh, Well, see, that's the deal. Why wait till you even take off? Right? They haven't even left yet. So they obviously been in the bar before they even made it to the airplane. Yeah, right. So they're sending nudes to each other all over the airplane. <laughs> even to the pilot. Even to the pilot. They, the pilot's getting these things. And yeah. he comes on the intercom. We actually have the sound. He comes on the intercom, and he says, you know, because how pilots talk. Uh, folks, if you don't stop it, <laughs> here's the deal. If this continues while we're on the ground, I'm going to have to pull back to the gate. Everybody's going to have to get off kind of was the plan. Right. Everybody's going to have to get off. We're going to have to get security involved and your vacation is going to be ruined. So you folks, whatever that airdrop thing is, quit <laughs> sending naked pictures and let's get okay. yourself to Cabo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and all of a sudden i want to be a pilot (laughs) you didn't know it was that much fun (laughs) did you boy i'll tell you i thought it was all business
0: that's a rowdy crowd on southwest they're not having fun like that on spirit airlines no not at all (laughs) that ain't happening on frontier i can tell you that right now alaska no way that's southwest baby that airline was started on fun if you remember miniskirts and go-go boots that's how that company and nuts that's how that company started all right back in a minute troy Ware, ktsa And it's 6.09 in KTSA. Yo, my pride and joy this morning. Good morning, and thank you for listening. Trey Ware here on KTSA. Going through the headlines, what's making news for you today coming up at 6.20? Justin, Justin, listen to me. Mario Bravo, who is the city councilman from District 1, is going to join me. We're going to talk about the Migrant Resource Center. Had a lot of stuff come up about this, so we're going to get into this uh, coming up here at 6.20 with the uh, good councilman. And then at 635, John Hayward will join me from Breitbart.com. we got a lot lot of ground to cover with him, including last night. Right before the midnight deadline, the DOJ filed their response on possible, uh, could be, just might be, the possible, but likely. (laughs) I I love the words they use in this. Concealed papers at Mar-a-Lago saying classified documents were likely concealed. Either they were or they won't. Which was it? You were down there umpteen times. You went through Mar-a-Lago umpteen times. You saw where the documents were. You even told the man to put a lock on his door. You know, all this stuff. Either they were likely, either they were or they weren't. They weren't likely concealed. They weren't likely in Mar-a-Lago. By the way, if they were in Mar-a-Lago, and they were, we know they were, then they were locked up mar-a-lago is one of the most secure places because you've got secrets you're talking donald trump living there okay and they're there to protect donald trump so you're not going to get you're not going to get many people are going to just walk into mar-a-lago willy-nilly and have their way around it just doesn't happen that way So anyway, uh, they filed it right before midnight last night about the special master, and that story goes on. That story's not going to end anytime soon. Uh, Mikhail Gorbachev passed away, 91 years old, assumed power in 1985, growing confrontation with the U.S. President Ronald Reagan at that time. It strengthened America's anti-communist posture. It spent a lot of money on the defense of the United States and went to Gorbachev. We're all going to hear the whole tear down this wall thing a million times today. But he realized, Gorbachev did, that the Soviet Union was going to struggle to match what we were spending, what Ronald Reagan was spending on defense here. And then he said, okay, let's talk. Let's sit down. And they had a series of talks, and they ended up signing the Intermediate-Range Nuclear Forces Treaty in 1987. Then in 1989 is when the fall of the Berlin Wall actually happened. But what happened was, if you remember, the whole Star Wars thing started with Ronald Reagan, and he said, I'm going to do Star Wars. And nobody on the planet, nobody could compete with what Ronald Reagan had planned with Star Wars, and that was a series of satellites in the sky, if you remember, to be able to fight from those satellites. And there was no way they were going to be able to do that. And the Soviet Union, because they were a communist country at that time, didn't have the money. They didn't have resources. If you go commie, you run out of money. That's a great lesson for those of us here in the United States, okay? If you want to be Poe and live in a Poe house as a country, then go commie exactly where the Democrats and Joe Biden are trying to take the United States right now. And Mikhail Gorbachev realized it. I talked to my friend, uh, Michael Reagan. I talked to him one time, and I said, if you remember during Reykjavik, uh, Ronald Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev left, put on their coats. It was freezing cold, a lot of snow. They went out and walked, just the two of them. And when they came back in, Mikhail Gorbachev said, to his guys, okay, boys, it's over with. Let, let let's work out a deal. We need to work this deal out. So I asked Michael. I said, "Did you ever talk to your dad about what he said to Mikhail on that walk when they came back?" The whole attitude was different. Gorbachev just threw his hands up, said, "Okay, we're done," and he said, "Yeah." His dad told him, "That's the president, Ronald Reagan." said I. I just told Mikhail, "I'm you know, we're going to outspend you. There is no way you're going to compete with us. We will, we will outspend you. We will have the best weapons." And you won't be able to compete. And Gorbachev realized that when he came back. He said it's all over with. New York City is struggling to find housing for 6,000 migrants that are bused in from Texas. This is all as a result of Joe Biden's expansive catch-and-release network. Tens of thousands of border crossers, illegal aliens released in the United States every month, primarily right here in Texas. So you know what? The New York City and New York State, they can share the burden. They're a sanctuary city and a sanctuary state, and I really don't care that they can't find a place for these people to live. I really don't care. They're fine as long as it's happening in Texas, as long as it's happening to us. Well, guess what? You're a sanctuary city, a sanctuary state. You like to talk big. Well, then it's time for you to act big and start caring for those people like you demand that we do. And now a discussion with mom and dad. And if the kids are in the car, good. Because maybe they should hear this too. The DEA has issued a formal warning about the rise of candy-colored rainbow fentanyl. It's something that we talked about several weeks ago. It looks like sidewalk chalk. It's coming out of China through the drug cartels in Mexico. And there's a river of it flowing i mean force flowing it's like niagara falls coming across the southern border and this is not a rant about the southern border being wide open but if joe biden would would control the southern border then we could stop a lot of this drug overdoses are the leading cause of death among americans 18 to 45 these pills now are being made in rainbow colors to look like candy So kids will get their hands on them, and kids will consume them, and American children will die. And we have American children who are dying every day from this. There's enough fentanyl here to kill almost the world's population. The problem is, a lot of these guys, you're you're not going and just asking for fentanyl. But when you go to somebody on the street and you want a hydrocodone and you go to the somebody in the street or at school and you ask for a Xanax, will you sell me a Xanax? Or somebody offers you something and says, hey, this will really make you feel good. What's it? What is it? It's called a Xanax. But what they're finding is most of the Xanax, most of the hydrocodone that you're buying on the street now is either laced with fentanyl or it's pure fentanyl. Fentanyl is 100 times more powerful than morphine. Fentanyl, just one capsule, can and probably will kill you. So moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, and kiddos, if you're listening, this is a time to make sure that we're having these open discussions about this. You're not talking about 1968 and pot. You're talking about something that's life or death, and you may think that your somebody at school or in a social setting is just offering you something that's going to make you feel good and relieve the stress and all that. It's a Xanax. It's a it's a hydrocodone. It's a tramadol, but it's not. It's actually fentanyl coming across the southern border. That's killing people at an alarming rate, an alarming rate. And it's not like you can protect yourself by saying, "Well, I didn't, I didn't ask for a fentanyl. They, they didn't offer me a fentanyl. They offered me something else." Because now they've so commingled it and mixed it up that they're either cutting it or they're calling it a Xanax, making it look like a Xanax or a hydrocodone, and it's actually fentanyl, and it's killing our children. Now, since the president refuses to control the border and thereby control this problem, we must, as parents, Have these conversations. Have these talks. And if you're a kiddo and you're listening, please just stay away. Just say, absolutely, no way, man. And turn and walk away. It's not worth it. All right, quick break. We're going to talk about the Migrant Resource Center with City Councilman, District 1 Bravo, coming right up here on KTSA. Well, March or August is a huge month for our friends at Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram up in New Braunfels. Of course, it's really the biggest sales month of the year because up there, they've got the Make This the Summer Sales Event, and it's continuing today at Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram in New Braunfels, where price really is the difference. They are the number one volume sales Ram truck dealer in Texas year after year, And that means there's more on the ground at better prices than you're going to find anywhere. About 500 vehicles in stock, more coming in every day. So if you don't find what you're looking for on the lot, you can reserve one that's on the truck headed this way. Or you can uh, custom order one at no additional charge. You're going to get the lowest posted prices. You're going to get more savings than what's posted in addition. Plus, you're going to get free car washes and free oil changes for a year. Right now at Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram in New Braunfels, where price is the difference. All right. AccuWeather today, clouds, breaks for sun, humid with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm high of 90, a thunderstorm in a few spots tonight, and then tomorrow a stray thunderstorm and humid at 92. Right now, 77 at KTSA. KTSA.com. All right, 621 KTSA, Trayware, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, Trayware page at KTSA.com. All right. So we've been talking about the Migrant Resource Center down on San Pedro and about a month or so ago. Uh, City Councilman Mario Bravo jo- joined us to talk about it. And we since then have heard from a lot of you, a lot of business owners, a lot of citizens who are concerned about this and, quite frankly, who are ticked off. And yesterday talked with uh, Jay Avila over at News 4 about this, who told us on average 448 immigrants are housed on this, at that center on San Pedro every night, close to 1,000 around town if you consider all the others. But it's more than that. We're talking about homeless encampments that are now cropping up. We're talking about people panhandling, business suffering because of loitering and litter and panhandling, approaching customers there asking for money, knocking on doors, and demanding money. As of August 15th, the city spent more than $275,000 on bus and airplane tickets for the immigrant center, and the city is not commenting on it. The mayor said, well, they're arriving. Those, they don't have plans at the migrant center. We have to help them. 35 firefighters, 26 police officers have been reassigned every day, every day. Overtime, $294,000 uh, for firefighters. Police overtime, 448000 And they're not too happy about being reassigned and feeding immigrants <coughs> down there. So, Councilman Bravo, it's great to have you back here on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. I appreciate you coming back on.
2: Thanks for having me
0: let's get into this a little bit because we've heard so much from these citizens who are very concerned uh, about the H-E-B and the McDonald's becoming homeless hangouts and the erection of tents, homeless tents there. Uh, many young men hitting up people for for work, forcefully loading groceries or for dollars, uh, forcefully loading groceries uh, into cars at the H-E-B and then demanding pay and then the fire and the police overtime. So, Let's go ahead and start. Just give me an overall view since the last time you and I talked about a month or so ago. What have you found out about the migrant resource center that's new?
2: Oh, I can't remember exactly what I shared with you last time, but I think what I what I've learned is that uh, a lot of these migrants they're they're not staying here. Um, You know, we're trying to make sure that they get to the airport so they can fly to their final destination city, and um, you know we've. We, we know that it was a little bit bumpy when we first opened up the location, but I my staff and I have been checking out this, the location fairly regularly, just to make sure that everything is going smoothly. And the reports that I've heard to date have been that it is going much more smoothly now okay. than it was before.
0: Well, let me bring something up because I, you know, I've got a lot of people who have reached out to me, even fire and police uh, have reached out to me. We have people from, well, the, the whole hour yesterday was, was people who live and work in the area saying the area is going downhill. I went and looked myself, and I could see the homeless hangouts. I could see some of the tents that people are talking about. Uh, I could see the guys congregating on parking lots in that area. So are are you telling me you haven't seen that or have you?
2: Uh, well, I have not. I have yet to see that myself. I probably haven't been there in a week, but um, I so, yes, I have not seen that.
0: Wow. OK, well, it's been more than a week and it's been going on for quite some time. So um, have you heard from your constituents about young men hitting people up for dollars or forcefully loading groceries into cars and demanding pay for that?
2: I have not. I'd have to check with my staff to see if they've heard anything to that extent.
0: Okay. And as far as fire and police being reassigned, what are their duties? Why are they being reassigned and why are they on duty there at the Migrant Resource Center?
2: So I'm going to have to check back on that because the information that I've been given by the city manager's office uh, is that these these are firefighters who are um, signing up for overtime work. And so we're use, we're, we're, only, we're only using people who are on overtime there, was my understanding, and that firefighters voluntarily sign up for overtime. And so if you're in that pool, you can be assigned there.
0: Yeah. Well, I have actually been contacted, and so has Jay Avila over at News 4, and there are guys that are not happy about being reassigned. In fact, $294,000 worth of overtime in July alone for firefighters. And in July alone for police overtime, 448000 in overtime.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a lot of money. Uh, you know, it's also a lot of people that are coming through here. And that's why the federal government, it's, you know, it's not a local issue. And there's no way we're going to solve, a fe- you know, a federal issue at a local level. Uh, but it is costing a lot of money. But that's why the federal government is going to reimburse us.
0: You know, it's it's very interesting because it is a local issue, uh, Mario, and it, it becomes a local issue when all of a sudden the people of your in, in your district, and this is why I wanted to talk with you. Instead of the mayor, because the mayor's got that thirty thousand view you you 're right there on the ground. This is a local issue that 's affecting the people who live and work businesses are saying now that they 're in front of their businesses there 's trash in front of their businesses that they 're coming into their businesses they 're sleeping on the sidewalks in front of their businesses, and all this is going on. It is a local issue it 's been made a local issue, whether it started with biden and, and the federals it doesn 't matter. it is a local issue now, and that 's the problem sure, and I-
2: and I think what what I'm hearing you say is that uh, immigration is a federal issue. It's having a local impact on us, without a doubt, and a local impact in that that community right over there on San Pedro. And if you know if people are beginning to uh, panhandle, if they are um, trying to forcibly load groceries, I'm definitely going to look into that and uh, make sure that it's addressed. The last time, the last couple of times I've gone by, there was a significant law enforcement presence mm-hmm. and you know i i went and got my hair cut right next door to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the uh, migrant resource center and i talked to the, the hairdresser there and she said yeah she was a little scared at first um when it first opened up she'd come to her business and there were a bunch of people hanging out outside, mm-hmm. uh, but that hasn't been the case anymore, and she said she's actually glad she has more customers.
0: Mm. Well, you know, what, what I'm hearing is directly the opposite, that people are concerned that this is going to become a TFN full-time forevermore situation. Have you demanded uh, a response from anybody as far as a, an end date is concerned, or are you happy if this would just be there forevermore?
2: No, I don't think there is no intention for this to be – a, a permanent location yeah, but the citizens over there are site. starting
0: to feel that way they're starting to feel like and the, and the business owners are starting to feel like there's no end to that this is going to go on so can well, we, can you give them an end date when does it end i i would like to get an
2: end date out of the city and that is my intention you know i have uh you know been told that this lease only goes through december 31st and there's no negotiations at this point that to extend that yeah um, well that
0: property owner is making a ton of money i've got the contract for what the city is paying that property owner and it's a lot of money for that piece of property there for the for the immigrant uh, resource center um so I, I you know i guess maybe uh, if you're not going to have those kind of answers from the city if the city's not supplying you with those answers i should just speak directly with the city manager and maybe he could answer some of those questions is is, is that right you, maybe i should call eric uh,
2: you could now i'll ask questions as well Okay. I think I think I think the more information we can share with the public the better we are.
0: Yeah, and it's time to get get it cleaned up and and get it taken care of. All right. Uh councilman, thank you very much. I do appreciate your time being on this morning. And Elaine, let's do that. Let's get Eric Walsh on here cuz this is just total run around stuff at this point from the city and everybody else about what's going on over there. And the citizens deserve better. The citizens deserve answers. And if Eric Walsh is the man that's going to have the answers, then let's get him on and get the answers. All right. I've uh, got to tell you about my friends over at uh, Amogee Bank. At Amogee, they know how to take care of your family. They are your family bank at Amogee. They really are. Uh, th- that's, that's their sole purpose for being around is to make sure that you get the proper banking services for your family and your family-run business. You got a family-run business? You got a dream of what that business should be? Well, whatever that dream is, Amogee can help you make that dream a reality in any number of ways. Well, first of all, the financing. Of course, being a bank, they've got the financing. They can back you all the way as far as you want to go. They've got it. And number two, when it comes to what you need to know about being in business, or maybe you've been in business a while and you need somebody with some fresh perspective on what's going on in the business world, Amogee can help with all of that as well. They do it for large family-run businesses. If I said the names, you would know them all day long, and they do it for small mom and pops too. They're an outstanding team working on families and family-run businesses at Amogee Bank. They are your family bank. Amogee NA, member FDIC, equal housing lender it's a 638 Wear 550 ktsa fm 1071 the Wear page at ktsa.com so here it is mr president you don't get to blame the other team for how bad your team sucks sorry it's not how it works i said this earlier today the cowboys don't get to blame tampa bay for how bad they've sucked for all these years they just suck it's their own it's their own fault Democrats are in complete control of our government right now, and Biden is blaming you and threatening you with an F-15. <laughs> By the way, if somebody prefaces something with, uh, hey, no lie, I- I'll be honest, I'm not kidding, no joke. Whatever follows is going to be a lie. It's going to be a joke. And he gave a crime or lie-filled crime speech yesterday yesterday as they're trying to control the narrative saying they're tough on crime when for the past several years including the BLM riots when the vice president was bailing out the rioters it was all about defund the police so now I'm tough on crime and the media jumps right on it Joe Biden is tough on crime and by the way he's getting after this criminal Donald Trump who was hiding documents in Mar-a-Lago bottom line is Joe Biden knows that if he loses, if the Democrats lose in November, his crime family, that little old Biden syndicate, (laughs) the crime family, is going to be investigated. So we'll see what happens. John Hayward from Breitbart.com joins me with his take on all this as well. Good morning, John. Good morning. You know, I remember when we had to get
3: rid of Donald Trump for sending mean tweets to the media. So now we have Joe Biden threatening to kill half the country with airstrikes, and that's supposedly an improvement. You know, that doesn't seem like a step-up to me at all. And, and this is all, I mean, this is so obviously lowest common denominator, despicable, disgusting Democrat-based politics. All they're trying to do, all they can do, is whip their dejected base into a frenzy by throwing them red meat and stealing your money to buy their votes. So they just robbed you blind for Student loan giveaway to juice up the youth vote for Biden. And now he's out there doing red meat speeches. Oh, you know, they're those gun nuts. We just kill them in F 15 <laughs> I mean, and everybody everybody listening to this, you know, who has an attention span longer than a fruit fly, can remember that a bunch of cave dwelling primitives just handed Joe Biden his ass two years ago without any F 15s. They, they, they blew him out of Afghanistan in this humiliating, despicable retreat where he wound up leaving billions of dollars of American military hardware behind. And the people that skunked him didn't have F-15s. And then never forget, after they embarrassed and humiliated Joe Biden, he turned around and murdered a bunch of children, straight up murdered them in an airstrike just to prove he's a tough guy. So, I mean, this is Joe Biden is one of the most despicable people that's ever been in American politics. And when he says stuff like this, he's not making any kind of a persuasive argument whatsoever. He's just throwing red meat to his base because he knows they're dejected and they think he's doomed and they're doomed. And he wants to get them whipped up into a frenzy for the midterm.
0: Something a little more cynical or or, or sinister is going on here, and that is framing people who are either Trump supporters or conservatives in America, first of all, as fascists. You're not semi-fascist. Either you're fascist or you're not. And, of course, the most Uh, infamous group of fascists that ever existed on planet earth was the nazis so he was absolutely equating trump followers with nazis and conservatives in america with nazis and then yesterday he said that they are uh, brave right-wing americans who are shooting these guys and he pointed to law enforcement so first of all now you're a radical you're a white supremacist if you are following trump you're a white supremacist now you're a you're a nazi right if you you're a fascist nazi if you follow donald trump and Now you're a criminal shooting law enforcement. I'm just waiting for the day they show up to haul all conservatives and all Trump supporters off to the camps. I'm, I'm guessing that's next, right?
3: Right. The left is very big on criminalizing dissent. They are the fascists, make no mistake. Fascism has a very specific definition, and it involves the political control of privately owned capital, which is the Democratic Party to a T. They're using private partners in, in big media companies and so on to enforce censorship in ways that the government can't because they use their fascist partners to get around the restrictions on the power of the state. So these guys are, are the fascists through and through. And, and the Democrats also are not shy about embracing the ugly little ornament of fascism as you can see with Biden threatening to kill half the country with airstrikes and the stuff he does. They're hate mongers they're big on whipping their people into a frenzy they're trying to divide the country every single day and then they start in on this you're a semi-fascist bilge. Nobody's nobody with a a room temperature IQ is going to buy it but Biden doing this also serves an important purpose. He's laying the groundwork for the media to start this censorship feedback loop. Right after he says that there is a bunch of articles that popped up in mainstream media where they said well let's examine these right wing fascists. Correct. And they go find some group with like eight people, in it, you know, and they start saying, oh, it's a threat to democracy. Meanwhile, there's a left-wing abortion zealot terrorist group out there firebombing maternity clinics with impunity, and Joe Biden doesn't have a word to say about them. That's you know, a million percent
0: it, it, right. That's a million percent right, John. A
3: million percent. It's really disgusting. It's it's just absolutely nauseating. And the reason they're doing it is because now the media can say all these right-wing groups are dangerous, and then all of the censorship stuff can start chugging into action, and they can say, well, since they're dangerous, I guess we better censor them. And that's how this works. They they set this up to make you censorable.
0: Well, I'll I'll give you a prime example. On this station, we have ABC, and the guy, ABC is the farthest left-wing network out there, and the guy that does their overnight news, he is a far-leftist liberal and makes that known during his newscast, so Richard Cantu is his name, and he says last night, or this morning when I'm driving in, he says uh, uh, the the, uh, Department of Justice writes a blistering, now if you're an objective news person, you don't put blistering in your copy, a blistering report about how Donald Trump is running interference for these documents in Mar-a-Lago. And the very next story is, meanwhile, Joe Biden is fighting crime harder than anybody has ever fought crime. He's got a big multi-point crime plan. You know, so you're exactly right. The media takes this stuff and runs with it yesterday joe biden said there is a mass shooting every single day in america that means we have 365 at least 365 every single year that's a lie he also claimed that a bullet out of an ar-15 is five times faster than a bullet out of any other gun that's also not true i can go through the ones that are faster and uh, of course this one and i'm wondering where joy reed is on this one and why she didn't bring it up he said there was a place where he's the only white guy working as a lifeguard down on the east side of Wilmington, Delaware. You know, you can always tell where the best basketball in the state is or the best basketball in the city is. Of course, John, it's right there where all the black people are. Of course. And so he, uh, 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 we know he's a racist. We know he was friends, very good friends with Robert Byrd. We know he praised Robert Byrd at his, at his funeral, KKK grandmaster and all that. But, no, the you know, Joy Reid's not going to point that one out, is she? there's something weird going on no seriously there's something weird going on because we get into these discussions and it happens almost every wednesday at this time with john that we'll be having these talks no think about it and then all of a sudden the phone goes out
1: so you think the man is in on this huh?
0: it doesn't happen on mondays when
1: we yeah. do the market stuff that's with, right
0: dude. doesn't happen when we do the other stuff when we do the the uh cyber stuff with with uh, with bridgehead doesn't oh. happen the only one that gets dropped is my john hayward interview yeah. i'm serious somebody's screwing around with something here yeah. I'm telling you i and think i got censored yeah <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Seriously. it was just that fast, it was yeah. that fast man. and you
1: didn't even say any dirty words well
0: <laughs> and it's a good time then to move on to doj in full out damage control mode uh <laughs> yesterday of course we we know all this stuff uh about uh what's going on with the doj fbi agents And now we've got the FBI agents starting to crumble, John, because once one tells the secret, then the others have to tell the secret. As well, because they got They have no idea what what I told the, 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 the senators. So now Sean has got to say something to the senators to cover himself, and then Jimmy does, and then Elaine does, and then Don does to cover themselves, and that's when the dam bursts, and the dam has burst over at the FBI and the Department of Justice, and that's why Merrick Garland, he's losing control of the narrative see the way they look at this is only they can control the narrative only they can speak to the media and and they control the narrative that way they leak like a sieve to the media so now we've got all these whistleblowers more than 20 that have been in contact with congress and so merrick garland writes a memo and says you guys shut up and quit talking to members of congress he can't do that there's whistleblower protection law in effect
3: Well, supposedly, and when the whistleblower is blowing the whistle on a Republican administration, they become heroes. They get front page media coverage, they're they're patriots, the flag is draped over them. But if you whistleblow against the Democratic administration, you're a monster, and and they shut you up and they don't want to listen to you. Twenty is a big number of whistleblowers, but the FBI has thousands of people working for it. I'd like to see a lot more than 20. There's a lot of hinky stuff going on at the FBI. A lot more people should be speaking up and refusing to engage in these political operations and objecting to it, so I would love to see a lot more than 20, but I definitely want to hear what these 20 people have to say. And if you're watching this from afar, if you're a news consumer, every morning you get up and you hear somebody telling you there's a blistering new report that's going to destroy Trump, and then you've turned the page and you find that, like, one of the FBI agents involved in this is getting marched out of the building under guard. You know, so what exactly is going on over there? It's, it's just a train wreck.
0: What I think is going on, and I don't know for sure, but my opinion is it's uh, the, 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 there's good people still remaining in the agency and at the Department of Justice, and uh, the dam is is breaking and uh they don't want to go down with the ship so they're now starting they're really frustrated and upset with what they see going on some not all like you said there's thousands of them over there but some of them uh still have lots of integrity and they're really concerned about what they see going on they're starting to speak out and merrick garland threatened them yesterday that was a threatening memo Basically, you shut your mouth or your career is over, and he's not allowed to do that. That that right there is just like in the impeachment of Donald Trump when they kept screaming, don't say the whistleblower's name. We all knew it was Alex Venman, that little twerp, but nobody, you know, you can't say it. You can't say it. You can't say it. Uh, That's against the law. You can't expose a whistleblower, and you cannot threaten a whistleblower with their career or their station in the company or whatever, and to me, that's exactly what Merrick Garland did yesterday.
3: Right, that's the entire point of having a whistleblower law, is that the people they work for have so many powers to retaliate, especially in the government. If you're in a private sector company and there's a whistleblower and you try to come down on them, then maybe the government might step in to protect them. But if you actually work for the government, who protects you if you're a whistleblower? That's the whole point of having laws like this. And it's totally out of line what Merrick Garland did. I remember when people were telling us Merrick Garland was some kind of reasonable moderate. That that seems like a bad joke from times gone by now, doesn't it? It doesn't take much for the supposed moderate to reveal their true colors, does it? Once the whiff of power, you know, once they think there's a little blood
0: in the water in their enemies, they stop pretending to be any kind of moderate at all. Great stuff. Thank you, John. We'll talk again next week. Appreciate you. Thanks very much for having me. And I'm so sorry we got cut off there. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I know what's going on. John Hayward, thank you, sir. Uh, okay, so i got to take a quick break. Uh, Warren are coming up at 7 o'clock. I want to tell you about Shirts Funeral Home, your family funeral home. They're on sh- uh, 399 in shirts, but they serve everybody in this entire area. So if you're within the sound of my voice right now, Shirts Funeral Home will take care of your family when it comes to funeral planning, whether you're at time or you want to talk about pre-planning and pre-need. And I think that's a really good idea. Uh, you know, I wasn't the first to say it. It was an old, like, Aristotle-type guy who said, Life is uncertain. Well, that's right. And I truly have said that. You know, the only thing that's certain about life is that life is uncertain. So you want to have a plan. And it's a great idea to to plan your own funeral, not being maudlin. It's just part of life, you know. Sit down with church funeral and talk about it. Uh, get all the plans in place you know purchase the stuff right now and that way your your family doesn't have to purchase it out of the proceeds that you leave them and it's all taken care of you know and it's a wonderful thing you can do and church funeral home will help you do all of that of course and again if you're at time with somebody with somebody right now and you need to plan a funeral they're there for you too it's church funeral home your family funeral home at 210-658-9224 own your
1: all right 656
0: at 550 ktsa FM 1071 trayware page ktsa.com wearing Rima coming up uh, the Daily Mail has a big thing at the top of their page and here's a bunch of you know top secret documents secret uh, skiff you know the hi- CI uh, SCI thing you're supposed to see that in a skiff room secret skiff room 2a and all that stuff and pictures scattered all over the floor in mar-a-lago that's right donald trump sitting in the middle of the floor eating a big mac getting big mac secret sauce all over top secret documents on the floor at mar-a-lago so says the fbi my question is um these are top secret documents that are on the front page of the daily mail how did they make it into the hands of the daily mail (laughs) it says right here i'm looking at it secret S-C-I, top secret, top secret, top secret, scattered all over the floor in Mar-a-Lago. All right, somebody's screwing around here, and i um, got got a pretty good idea <laughs> yeah, who's screwing around. Um, and it's not Donald Trump, and it's not the folks at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, and somebody's leaking these pictures of top secret documents for all the world to see. Hey, Iran, you can go to Daily Mail if you want to see our top secrets. There they are. Back in a minute. Wearing Ryman coming up, KTSA.